Welcome into Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. Monthly manga review time. I'm joined today by my friend Rayshawn. Rayshawn, how you doing, man? I'm doing chill, guys. How are you guys doing today? Doing I'm- chill as hell. <laughs> it's just going to be the two of us this month. Our buddy GB is uh, he's working all week. And then at the end of the week, he's taking off to Barbados for a yeah. month. I think that's the hometown of Rihanna. Uh I thought she was from Bermuda. Maybe it's Barbados. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but that's where GB's family's from. So he'll be spending about a month there. So we might not even see him for a manga review next month, but in case you're wondering. about rich, don't it? I mean, like I said to you yesterday, dude, Barbados is obviously like a beautiful place to go for a vacation. But like, if you've got family Mm. there to go stay with, that automatically knocks the entire price down of your vacation substantially. Now it's just about flights, mostly. Now you have a place to stay. Probably for free. I don't think your family. I don't know would be why, but it's a. I forgot what place it is. Um, is it Puerto Rico? It's or Japan. It's one place where it's like it's not vacation there, but if you live there, it's like you a slum. I was like, God dang! I can't think what a place it was. I'm sure it's not Barbados. I'm, I'm not sure it's, about Barbados. <laughs> I'm sure it's not just the one place, bro. There's a probably I think a it's Rio. Place. I think it's Rio, Rio de Janeiro, and Brazil. Mm-hmm. As, uh, I, think I heard as the col- slums. Brazil, the country colonized by the Portuguese, <laughs> of which I definitely am a descendant. Listen, that's not what we're here to talk today, bro. Let's cut out the chit chat bullshit oh. and get to some Dragon Ball. Okay. Listen, monthly manga review time. We're going to be talking about chapter 85 this month. It is called To Each His Own Answer, which I'm just happy it's not like Vegeta versus Gas Part Three or Goku versus Gas Part Six because that's pretty much been the cadence with these titles over the last few months. But we're gonna talk about Chapter Eighty Five. There is a little bit of news that I wanted to talk about up at the top, though, that I'm sure a lot of you have probably heard of by the time this comes out, and that is our buddy, my buddy, your friend, Danny Geekdom, Geekdom One Hundred One, talking about the return of Dragon Ball Super. I swear to God, it's like Groundhog Day in this fucking show. We talk about this at least twice a year, but. There recently was a interview with Akio Aoku. He is the head of the Dragon Ball Room at Shueisha. So a dude who is pretty high up there in the food chain, for sure. He made uh, he had an interview and basically made an allusion to the fact that uh, the next anime-based project is already underway in terms of being in production. Okay, The next anime-based project. That could mean an anime series that could be returning. Uh, it also could mean that we've already uh, started work on the next movie, which he kind of hints toward as well. So um, earlier in the year, I've talked about it on the show. He did say that there's something else to potentially announce before the year is up. And it wasn't movie related. And we never really got a follow up on that. This is sort of the follow up on that, but still no firm announcement. I talked about it in an Instagram answer last week. Potentially the return of Dragon Ball Super could be this year. I hope it's this year. If it were to be this year, it'd probably be the last quarter of the uh, anime, you know, TV season in Japan. So that would be October, November, December. Uh, A couple of, if you watch Danny's video, he kind of explains it very well. Uh, A couple of series would have to end first. Digimon, the reboot, and Dragon Quest Die most likely would have to both wrap up. So that way they could pull animators from those series. Now, isn't there a time slot or something? Well, that too. Digimon did take that time. Well, Digimon took that time slot over for Kitaro. Kintaro, Kitaro, when uh, Kitaro came and took over for Dragon Ball, for mm-hmm. sure it went Dragon Ball, Kitaro, Kitaro to Digimon. 
I think when Digimon actually kicked off, people were like, oh, Katara's wrapping up. It was only an anniversary anime. You know what that means? Dragon Ball's back. Sick. And it was, it was Digimon. So people weren't like totally pissed. Like I kind of like Digimon when I was a kid, but I feel you. Um, people are very excited about the idea of this being the uh, potential hint at a return. Nothing's confirmed yet. So if you do log on to your YouTube and you see a video that says return of anime content confirmed in your boy Danny's uh, title, it doesn't sound like he's wrong, but it might not be an anime series. It could just be confirmation that they're already up and working on the next movie as well. We'll see. Yeah, because it seems like they're trying to make movies that connect to continental movies. Oh, in terms of continuity, you mean? Yep. Yeah. Well, this go on movie doesn't feel I mean, I guess it kind of does because Broly is in it. I mean, yeah, now that you said it like that, all of these, all four of the Dragon Ball Super movies, even though Dragon Ball Battle of Gods is technically a Z movie, it doesn't matter. Those are all Dragon Ball Super movies to me. Uh, all of those have sort of built off of each other. Yeah, so I think oh. they're probably making that whole another universe within itself. I don't think so, though, because they still keep referencing stuff that happens in the anime and the manga throughout. So it's it's all one big mishmash of a continuity. And I'm telling you, when Dragon Ball Super, this story is all said and done, that could be years and years and years from now. There's no reason that they would have to end this anytime soon. But when it's all said and done, they're going to be like, man, Dragon Ball Super was cool, but it was kind of confusing with all the different timelines that they gave us. They gave us an anime timeline, a manga timeline, a movie timeline. You know what that means? Dragon Ball Super Kai. Dragon Ball Super Shippuden. Like, we're going to fucking condense it down and give you, like, the actual canon timeline. It'll probably be something like that. And then Dragon Which Ball. Isn't bad. No Get money on skiing. Because that'll give us Dragon Ball like into like the 2040s or 2050s or some shit. <laughs> and cool. this was an argument I was making with somebody about Dragon Ball. Who were you arguing with? I was arguing with this person on Discord because they were talking about because I was like, I was about to interview somebody from Dragon Ball and they were having their whole opinion about oh Dragon Ball sucks. Wait, and was I'm it like, in our Discord? Not in, not in y'all Discord. Oh, it right. was a different Discord. And I was like, first of all, what is your favorite? And then they gave me um, Mob Psycho and something else. And I'm like, first of all, Dragon Ball is worth more. The Arthur is worth is going to be way more recognized throughout his life than they will ever be. Then I was like, Dragon Ball will stand the test of time longer than any of those animes. So what criteria are you actually giving me that says they are better? It's personal preference. It's it's personal preference, a hundred percent. But I will say, Mob Psycho. I mean, it's not Dragon Ball, but Mob Psycho was a good ass anime, dude. I watched those first two seasons. I think they dropped a third season, or they announced the third season. I think they announced the third one. I think they announced it, but I watched both of those on like complete binge one day. I think like a the year before COVID, or maybe during COVID. I don't know. Either way, what a fun ass series. Best of all time, though. Incorrect. That is a lie. Can we honestly say that about Dragon Ball though? Like, let's not be those guys, bro. And I just, I just, I, you know, the thing was, I didn't give an opinion. I just was like stating that. And then they just, oh, Dragon Ball mid. And I'm like, okay, since you're going to throw the argument out there, I want to see what criteria are you actually saying your anime are better. Listen, man, in terms of like the quality of Dragon Ball, I mean, first of all, you're talking with fucking teenagers, bro. They're calling Dragon Ball mid. Like mid as an adjective is not my favorite word. It's going to make its way over to my words I wish didn't exist list, I'm sure. But in terms of quality, it kind of is. 
<laughs> it's not meant to be like any kind of deep thinking bullshit or like some elevated crazy plot. And there are a lot, there are some animes out there that really try to push the narrative envelope. And uh, Dragon Ball is not it. But you can never, ever, ever and tell this to that shut in that fucking Discord chat. You could never understand or appreciate the full impact that Dragon Ball had on the world and anime for the greater good. Like all these animes that person prefers over Dragon Ball, they don't have them probably without Dragon Ball. So just like, I, I, even if it's not your favorite thing, the way that you can kind of judge a person's like intentions or personality sometimes, especially when it comes to anime is like how they view Dragon Ball. And I hate that to be a litmus test, but like it is for me because I, I know Dragon Ball, that's where I live, whatever. But like, if somebody tells me they don't like Dragon Ball, I'm like, yeah, I, why would you? It's a bunch of fucking muscly ass dudes yelling at each other. It's goofy as hell. I get why you wouldn't like it. But if they say they don't like it, but like also understand why it's culturally significant or impactful or why it's a big deal. As long as if they understand that, because that's not really up for debate. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's not, it's fucking not. You don't have most of the anime that you've got today without Dragon Ball coming before it. You don't have Tsunami either. Um, if you do, maybe Tsunami doesn't have uh, the, maybe Tsunami doesn't become what it is. Like, I bet you Tsunami still might've happened. Cause like still there were animes before Dragon Ball that influenced the West in like the late seventies and early eighties. The idea of a Tsunami happening without Dragon Ball existing. I, I can see that being possible. Would it have caught on and be like synonymous with Cartoon Network the way it is now in 2022? No, probably not. What was Sailor Moon going to fucking hook him in? Gundam Wing, arguably the worst fucking Gundam of all the Gundams. Those are going to be the things that you built Tsunami around? No, man. It was Dragon Ball. And Sailor Moon was there for the girls and the dudes who were like, hey, dressing up like a Sailor Scout's actually pretty cool. <laughs> I feel you. All right. Chapter 85. To each his own answer. And Rayshawn, I've got to tell you, man, yet again, another very action-heavy chapter that had me going. Just end it. Just fucking finish this already, please. Please. I've watched this battle happen now four fucking times. Can we just get through this, please? Please. This is literally like the fourth fucking time I've watched Goku and Vegeta battle in this arc. Twice against Granola apiece. This is twice against Gas now apiece. It's so action heavy. I did the math out the other day in our Discord server. Go join it. Links in the show notes, right? I did the math out the other day. By the time the Granola arc is all said and done, so Granola and Gas, I look at them all as one big arc, as most people probably would. Mm -hmm. By the time it's all said and done, that, that chapter number, how many chapters this arc takes, is going to account for one fucking quarter of Dragon Ball Super's entire manga run. One quarter of it is going to be the Granola arc. That, and I, I'm like, I've, I've been saying it since the beginning of the year, I feel like. We're in June now. And I've been like, man, they, what's going on? How much longer? What are we, any day now, right? We're coming up on it. Half a year later, and I'm still just like asking myself, like, what's wrong with me? Why am I still covering this? Why do I still read it every goddamn month on the 20th at 12 noon, like clockwork? Why do I, why do I care about what happens next? Because I, I kind of already know what happens next. They fight and they fight and then they fight some more. But see, the thing I feel like there's, you're kind of showing us 
through the fights is basically the progression. Like they're basically getting better and better through each fight. Cause like even in this fight, it was showing they were different from the last fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. But like, <laughs> hey, like what, what, what are they showing? What are they showing us? They're getting better. Like they're getting new ish transformations. My favorite thing from the last week, right? With all the spoilers that came out for this chapter that I didn't really talk about last week. I talked about one of them very quick. Uh, and I mentioned it being an action heavy chapter because it's mostly battle. This will probably be a pretty quick recap, right? But one of the spoilers that came out last week, Vegeta gets his ass kicked. Okay. I talked about that very briefly at the beginning of the superhero initial impressions episode. But another thing that came out was this new picture of Goku. And everyone's like, he's got a new ultra instinct form. And I'm like, oh, God damn, man. Here we go again. And then I read the chapter and I'm like, this isn't a new form at all. This is his imperfect version of Ultra Instinct from the Tournament of Power. This is UI Omen. This is sign. Like, this isn't a new form at all. What are you talking about? All the YouTubers and Facebook pages and Instagram pages being like, what's Goku's new form? I'm like, it's not a new form at, at all. But whatever, we'll get there. We'll get there. Chapter starts with Vegeta versus Gas for the eighth time, ninth time. And same we, results. We get the rehash of the last time we saw these guys fight. The more damage I take, the stronger I become. Thanks for the fuel, hombre. I have no limits. I'm tapped into my Akai Shin form. What? What do you got? I'm gonna all I'm gonna say is the, the last time he did this, he didn't get the same results as he was getting this time. Because he actually was pushing Granola this time. Because Granola actually, on that last little hit, was like, oh, shit. Like, goddamn. I'm just yeah. going to say. It's, it's, he getting stronger. He is. I, I mean, I, I would almost kind of uh, equate it to like something like a Zenkai boost, where it's like you know, he got healed That's a little true. bit before the last battle. And now his, his quote-unquote, no limits <laughs> has been uh, actually the limit that he actually has has been just increased just a little bit. And now he's actually able to inflict some damage on gas you know but you could see gas was starting to look worried and thankfully vegeta passes out by the time he's able to like push his way back through a punch and he just plop on the ground <laughs> it's just like only his tolerance of pain goes up you know what i mean so it's like once that goes down it's over yeah it's like how much damage can he take and if we increase that through each subsequent battle subsequential subsequent I can't make words today. Is that a word? I think it is. I, I felt like I knew what you meant when you said it. Hell I'm yeah. dyslexic too, so. You got it. We make up words all the time here, people. Don't worry about it. But uh, through this fight, however, Goku almost intervenes. Vegeta tells him, no. Figure out what you got to do. Make your own form of Ultra Instinct. Have you figured it out yet? Figure it out fast. So Goku goes off to go teleport on like a little plateau. Like this energy shield around him and all that shit. And one thing Goku notices while Vegeta and Gas are fighting is the fact that Gas can point at somebody and instantaneously trans or teleport them from spot to spot. So when I read the summaries for this a few days ago, I read that line and I was like, it's kind of weird that he pointed that out, meaning Goku, because haven't we seen him do exactly this in the past haven't we seen gas do this already a few chapters ago when he's fighting granola he like moves granola with 
he like I, I forget exactly what I think maybe he's going for like a hammer fist kind of deal. No, he moved up. Alec. Or he, he moved Alec. That's he what it was. He moved Alec when Granola goes to hit him with it. And I was like, we knew he could do this. Why is this a big deal? So I have to imagine. All right, I, the back the fact that they pointed this out, I have to imagine that teleportation yet again, because. We've already had a teleportation part of this arc when Goku took gas off planet for fucking 10 minutes and just instantaneous movement him throughout the entire galaxy to give everybody time to heal back on planet Serial. I have to imagine that they point this out today because Elect's own undoing or, or Gas's own undoing, I don't know, might come through the fact that he instantaneous movement somebody to the wrong place or into something they shouldn't have. I feel like that has to come back around. Otherwise, why bother pointing it out? I think that is an amazing skill to just be able to do that to an opponent in the battle, which I think is a little bit different because he was doing it in battle, which would be, he would have to be doing it at a real faster rate. You know what I mean? Because Vegeta's going to be coming at him at full speed and he's going to be have to teleport. I feel like this is a big difference from when he did it to Alec. It's also possible Goku was knocked the fuck out when... Elect did it before, and not Elect. We keep saying Elect when Gas transported Elect before. Mm-hmm. Also, a possibility Goku was passed out at that point. I don't know. I can't remember because this arc has just become one big muddled mess of bullshit to me, where everyone's fought each other at least two times now, and I'm like, well, "There's fucking four of you guys. Think about the math on that and how long that's going to take." <sighs> and one hasn't even been in battle for like I don't even know how many chapters. Uh, where the fuck where even is he <laughs> uh so goku goes off and he meditates and he does like the the hand stuff and whatever gas finishes whooping on vegeta he goes to finally kill him goku uses some of his magical plot powers that only show up like once every 10 years where he shields vegeta with his energy uh what's his name gases energy uh weapons breaks i think he has a sword when he does it it breaks and goku like levitates him over to the thing and he's like all right what's up pops you're fighting me now and i did this is probably my favorite part of the manga this month because like action heavy shit i didn't even think it was particularly well um like laid out i guess in terms of the page like the action didn't flow that well to me this month i'm telling you man this this shit is buffed out filler bullshit if i've ever seen it on the page it's kind of driving me nuts but there is a moment before goku goes to fight him where goku hasn't had very much time and it's like oh did you did you actually figure it out i don't know and he's like yeah i guess we'll see this is what i'm gonna do now and he has like such a son goku moment where like he seems excited to get into the fight and he's kind of like not resigned himself to the idea but like made peace with the idea that maybe this will work maybe this won't maybe i'm about to die but whatever i'm about to fight a big strong guy while i do it so i'm into it and i just i clocked it he has some really good facial expressions on that page i love goku moments like that and it got me pumped to see what was about to happen uh which more action go figure they take advantage of a full uh, full page spread again this month with Goku kicking gas in the stomach. Swipe slowly if you're somebody who reads these on the sh- on the Shonen Jump app, because usually there's a black line that'll separate the pages indefinitely. But every once in a while, usually you're on the middle of the fucking chapter. 
there is that full page spread where if you swipe it real slow, you can, or just turn your phone sideways and get the full image of it. Love that shit. But what I like most, this is something I complained about way back when in super dope history. Boku decides it's not ultra instinct or mastered ultra instinct that he's going to use with the silver hair. It's going to be ultra instinct omen or sign, depending on what you call it. I think we're just going to, uh, I was going to say, I'll, I'll just call it Omen, but I'll probably call it Sign several times throughout as well. So the design for UI Omen, in my opinion, was so fucking cool when it dropped on the Tournament of Power. And I love the idea of it going back to his base hair color and like having a more like true, truer looking version of Goku be his most powerful version. I loved that. And then they gave us silver hair like 20 episodes later. And I was like, what the fuck did you even give us that cool form for in the first place? But they found a purpose for it here today. Uh, he decides that he's going to fight in his ultra instinct sign or omen. So that because he doesn't have a calm heart in this moment. Lots of shitty ass emotions, which. I'm cool with, but and, and ultimately what it is, it's just an excuse to have him in a powered up form where he looks exactly like Bardock. That's all this is, okay? But what's that closest one? Ultra Instinct Sign. So they give it to him, and they kind of rewrite what Ultra Instinct Sign was in the first place, which was not like, def- it's, it's, an, it's an unmastered Ultra Instinct, but a lot of people equate it with the defensive portion of Ultra Instinct in that you can dodge, but you can't attack very well. In this chapter, it's like, I need to be able to access all my emotions and rage. So I use this form because it's not the calm, tranquil spirit that I need to have and mastered ultra instinct. So I can still tap into my rage, AKA my Saiyan emotions and all that shit. I mean, I'm cool with the design being reused for this, but the reason of it, I'm just like, yeah, that's the reason that doesn't make a ton of sense, but whatever. Let's see you whip this guy's ass. What'd you think? In my opinion, I feel like, them views are saying that he can't do this in a peaceful mind. I honestly thought that was something they were just pulling out of his heritage and him being a Saiyan, basically saying that Saiyans can't be like peaceful at heart. They have to, when they're in that battle mode type of situation, they're going to be like in that I'm ready to go raw, raw type of mode. I do think this is sort of a new transformation because I feel like, the route they're going is a similar route. I feel like what um what Gohan was no what Gohan did with um his ultimate form when um Elder Kai was basically saying I'm gonna pitch you in your elite form, which is gonna allow you to still gather up the same amount of power that you would still get in your Super Saiyan form. So I'm still I'm thinking that this form that he's in, based on what Weiss was saying earlier, is still like you want to be able to get Ultra Instinct to work in any of your previous forms. So I feel like this is probably his way of still being able to fight at his strongest in a Saiyan and also utilizing Ultra Instinct. Because it do seem like it's giving him a better shot than when he was fighting in Silverhair. So. Well, I think the other reason it's doing that is because the vision of Bardock, finally, even though Gas has been talking with Goku the entire fucking time this battle has been going on, it was our buddy Hayden from Dokkan Wen who came on here and said, when this arc ends, there's going to be flashbacks to Bardock as Goku finishes up the job. And I'm like, God damn it, Hayden. Yes, you are right. That's too good of an opportunity for them to pass up. 
And 100%, we saw that moment this month. Goku's in the middle of the battle, and it flashes to Bardock, and Gas has a little bit of a meltdown. Yeah, but the only reason that this Ultra Instinct Omen is working better than a Mastered Ultra Instinct, I think, is because his brain, his uh, capacity, I mean, he's tired too, but the mind games that he, like the, the traumatic flashbacks that he has when he sees Bardock's face. Again, even though he's been seeing it on Goku the entire fucking time, it's just like, I don't know, man. The, the reasoning here is very weak, but I see why they want to get there. It's just the way in which they're getting there. It's like, man, you guys are ignoring a lot of other shit to have this moment right now. <laughs> I, see, I don't know. Because you still have Vegeta being able to basically keep up with um, gas. But then one thing I could argue about, like the damage, but before his fight with Vegeta, we didn't really see Gaz really take any damage. So it was really, that was Goku and Vegeta. So really they have to power up to face him. So I I do think it's, it's more, I don't know if the vision of Bardock affected him in that way. I guess that's a, a good... <sighs> It definitely did. Like he's he even you know, don't look at me with that face on. It's like what face, bro? The same face I've been fighting you with the last though? six chapters. Like wouldn't that enrage him to be stronger? So I I don't know. That's a that's a hard one for me. Unless you unless Bardock is just just really haunting this man's dreams. Like we have we got to finish whatever that happened to that because I just don't know. But oh, we haven't got there though. But go ahead. No, I mean, we kind of did. We saw what happens. Bardock fucking escapes and heals and runs away and leaves the planet after he beats Gas's ass. Like, Gas doesn't freak out because uh, Gas doesn't freak out in a way that's going to power him up. He freaks out in a way that reminds him that he lost back then and he's scared of a similar kind of moment happening to him again because that moment 40 years ago has basically shaped the trajectory of his fucking life ever since and his brother's uh, view of him and his role within the Hita gang and all that. Oh, one thing I was thinking when I was reading it yesterday was we finally got to the point, I think, technically, where Goku and Vegeta has surpassed their wish to be the strongest in the universe. I feel like when Vegeta was talking about him, he was like, yes, when you made the wish, you were the strongest Zen. And now it's like, now we're coming to the point where they are low-key coming up on him and surpassing him. Maybe. It could be. I would still think that the wish would operate as like, as powerful as a person is in the universe that automatically puts you at number one. But then you can be overtaken by certain things, such as, yes, you're the most powerful, but you are tired. You have fought. 17 fucking people in a row you're asleep and you get fucking killed by a coup de gras like a stab in the back you know what i mean but you can't you can't say he's like fighting it's not like he's fresh opponents are coming out each round i mean he's fighting like these people are just as hurt as he is the only thing i can't i guess you could say is that they have had more chances to heal than he has but then i then you have to show me where he's been really beaten up like you know what i mean because Gaz really hasn't been beaten up until, I guess, Goku then, you know, did his little jeering. You know, I'm about to come up and take one for the team. Yeah, he had his. That's lit.
I really I wonder mean, how they come up with the words for that, but I guess in Japanese it'd be. You know, yeah, they probably just say it in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> so a uh, couple things left on this little chapter review. Elak finally makes his way back to the battlefield after Goku continuously whoops Gas's ass for a few minutes. I do think the whole exchange with Gas throwing a million weapons in his little rage moment, and then Goku catching the chain of that big energy ball and hitting him back with it. Like, you so, can't stop me with my own weapons. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I can't watch this, bitch. I, I got to say, that was pretty cool, too. I was into that. Um, but Alec finally intervenes, tells Gas to get back up. I, I think it was notable, or at least worth pointing out, I don't know, that the little conversation that Gas and Elec have, Alec's like, hey, do you remember why we did this? Remember why we made you the strongest in the universe? And Gas's answer is to kill the Saiyans. And Elec says, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, it was not. This is just a step along the way to killing Frieza. So the disconnect there has finally been revealed. They've been so simpatico this entire arc where like he'll follow him, his big brother Elec to the grave seemingly. Now that there has been a little bit of a differentiation in terms of their end goal, I can see either Elec betraying Gas or Gas betraying Elec one way or the other. Now that there's been like true intentions revealed on both sides, like as much as Gas loves his brother and wants to help him become the strongest in the universe and kill Frieza, this has now been elevated to his number one priority, getting revenge on the Saiyans and Bardock and Goku and Vegeta and all of it. So um, I thought that was good. I think it'll probably be more likely that Gas kills Elec, maybe, uh, because Goku also intervenes in that moment. And he's like, don't make him fight. We can fight another time. It's fine. And does like his, I'm just here to have the best fight line. So I think that it's more likely that Gas would probably kill Alec and like have his moment of clarity. But finally, something in this arc that I've been waiting to see play out since like the goddamn beginning, since Granola's wish at the very beginning of this fucking arc. The one thing I've been waiting to see is what it looks like when people's lifespan has essentially been burned through for the opportunity to be able to use and fully utilize their power. We've yet to see it with Granola outside of the fact that his hair grows very fast. And that like gives you a visual cue of like the, um, the lifespan being sped up, I guess, but that's pretty much all we've gotten. Now the end of this arc gas gets up, finally powers up to a whole new level and is ready to die. And it's turned into a very thin, old, gaunt man-looking thing. Don't he? He kind of looks like Moro because Moro was old at the beginning, and they both like have a horn thing going on, right? Like it, there is a similar sort of design aesthetic, but I think people just see more Moro, more Moro. That's not confusing at all. I think people see more of Moro in Gas now because Gas is very evidently meant to look like an old person, and when you first meet Moro, he's an old magic goat ram guy. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking literally we're getting to the part where where Alec was talking to um Gas. I feel like we're getting to the point where his lifespan is about to run out. And I feel like Alec knows that type shit because he's probably keeping it at time low key. And he's trying to get him to remember these sayings. You need to beat them fast because our main person we want to go against is Frieza. Well, he also said it too to Goku. Goku's like, we can just fight next time. And Alec says, you don't get it. For Gas, there won't a next time he's about to die killing you and then hopefully killing frieza 
if where the fuck Frieza at finally comes to life and he stops by in this arc, which he he probably won't. Be cool if he did, but be a nice little twist at the end of this monotonous bullshit arc, honestly, if Frieza showed up. But I don't think that he will. Uh, I do think that Gas is about to burn through his remaining power, though. Uh, my question, though, is what's up with Granola? We didn't really see anything or hear anything about Granola at all in this chapter. He He's got still knocked the fuck out. <laughs> but I have to assume he got knocked the fuck out so that way he can come in for the win at the end, I hope. And has probably a similar fate. Because since he's made this wish, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. All your remaining lifespan has been boiled down to the remaining three years. What that means is if you continue to use the power and accelerate rate, you're probably going to burn through those three years at a much higher, you know, a much higher speed. So your three years mm-hmm. could actually be six months if you fucking burn through your power foolishly. And they've had allusions to that idea several times throughout this long ass motherfucking arc. And we've yet to see it really come to pass. We've kind of seen it come to pass now with gas powered up to where he is. It has to happen with granola too, right? I hope. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to have to be the final attack. You know, it's the final attack is probably going to be his, the attack that takes away the rest of his lifespan to finish off gas. Cause I mean, cause we, it seemed like gas got the wish and then his instincts released off of that too. So, I mean, it seemed like he's a little bit, a little bit stronger than the wish. So that might also be helping him make helping um, his lifespan run out quicker since he has more energy than he normally would. That's a good point, man. The idea of him, um, you know, releasing, unleashing his inner instinct. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. That probably, that probably would burn more time off of that hypothetical clock. The one thing though, with gas, we've never actually had it confirmed because elect makes the wish off screen. Like we never see him make the wish. He just, Leaves, you see him summon the dragon, it cuts away back to the fight, and then he's back at the field like, all right, cool, we did it. But we've never heard the conditions given from Tarambo, the dragon, to Elec for that wish. We just kind of have all made the assumption. And I don't know if that's like on purpose. I don't know if that was left to give them a little bit of wiggle room if they chose to change the plot later on down the line in this arc. But it seems to be playing out exactly as we'd thought in terms of, you know, how this wish would work with him powering up to this old man gas version that we see at the end of the chapter now, burning through the rest of his, his energy, his power, his lifespan. So I would imagine he gets so powerful burning through the end of his life and the rest of his power that Goku and Vegeta can't do it. And then just as the, you know, uh, the end, it looks like it's uh, in sight and we're all going to die and we're all going to be not waking it back to earth. Granola. And there's like a trumpet solo. It's like. I do wonder what I'm whistling, what I'm humming now. I don't. I know that I didn't just make that up. Either way. Oh, wait, I know what that is. That's a Pokemon song. That's like that does sound like Pokemon. Yeah, that's a Pokemon song. Is that the bicycle song? That's a Pokemon song. Anyway, I forgot how we got here. Oh, Gordola is going to have this awesome comeback and come in on the Pokemon theme song and save the day and burn up the rest of his lifespan. A smart move by Alec. If this is his backup plan, you let Granola do whatever he's about to do right now. Let Goku, let him fight Goku and Vegeta. Backup plan. You send out OG's three to go behind him, take him, absorb the rest of um, Granola's power. 
now we can extend this arc for another year. I mean, if you want to extend this arc, you could, they could, but that would have to give them some credence. I mean, I don't want to say they've gotten away from serialization, but the arcs for the most part in Dragon Ball Super do feel very self-contained and like none of the arcs actually push things along forward outside of like, now I'm Super Saiyan God, now I'm Super Saiyan Blue, now I'm Ultra Instinct. Outside of those, man, narratively speaking, none of these arcs really push anything to like the next thing that we see as where Raditz leads into Vegeta, Vegeta leads into Namek, Namek leads into Frieza. Okay, like those four things are all the perfect idea of Dragon Ball and serialization. That's not what Dragon Ball Super feels like sometimes. So I, I would be very hard pressed to think of that scenario where it's like we killed gas, but it let got away with OG seven, three, and he's got these powers and we have to go track him down. Now I would love that shit. That'd be so cool and would be useful. And like you, we finally get like a more fleshed out version of a lack OG seven, three comes back. That was kind of an interesting thing. They did that. They carried forward into this arc and then just dropped it and just pretended it never fucking happened at all, which it blows my mind. I don't know why they would have done that. That's a lot of possibilities there, but they didn't. I just don't think they'll do that. I, I, it'd be cool if they did. I just, I don't think they will. The only thing I remember, I think they even used the bot robot for it was like to get a like a gauge on the power level of um, Goku or Vegeta. I think didn't they use the didn't they use OG seven three to learn about Zuno or like oh, the location maybe. of Zuno? They yeah. learned about everything. Didn't they learn about the Super Dragon Balls too? Hmm. And I don't then, know. Did they? I don't know. They should have. I think they learned about pretty much everything. Then they went to Zuno and like rubbed his nipples or whatever and uh, got yeah, to ask how some many questions. Questions they got to ask. So they yeah. should know. And they probably already know where Frieza is. Now, if I feel like that, that's something they probably do know. Could be. Definitely could be. Um, but that's Plus, per- they probably know that Frieza's going to end up there. Like on some crazy like coincidence and he's going to end up there for some reason. Wouldn't that be sick, dude? If Granola never comes back in the end of this arc, they just drop him all together and he like had a heart attack and died in his sleep in the hut. But Frieza comes in and he doesn't come in at the Pokemon theme. He's like, Frieza, 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 Frieza. Gonna kick your ass now. Fuck you, elect, dude. That'd be sick. I always said it would be funny if he just comes out of nowhere and just finger beams everybody and just gets the fuck up out. I think it's funny that you said finger beam and not finger bang. Pow, pow. Pretty much chapter 85, though. I got to imagine Granola is going to be back in the fold next month after the boys get their ass whooped some more. Any predictions you got you want to get up? I do believe Granola is going to get the win. I'm still going to go with that. Is Frieza going to come? I think the Manal saying something about Frieza, bringing that kind of back, gives us a 20% chance that it's it's in the works of Frieza coming in. I'm not all the way on it, but I'm not all the way off on it. I don't think it'll happen in a million years. I wish it would happen, though. <laughs> I don't see Goku getting the win. I I want him to get the win because I like the form, but I kind of want them to explain it a little bit more. Like, oh, how did you get there? And is it, it it's not a new. It's not a new form, man. It's an old form with a new reason as to why he's using it. Before it was... This is the step along the way to Master Ultra Instinct. Now it's 
this kind of has ultra instinct, but also I don't have to be calm and tranquil and make my hair silver and I can keep it looking like Bardock and I can also whip out an ass whooping on your dumb ass. That's exactly what this is. Like, it's not very good writing. I'm happy the form is here. I love this form, visually speaking. I think it's the best looking form Goku has. No joke. But, I just feel like if it's regular almond, it wouldn't be powerful enough. But maybe I'm not taking it. It's only going to be powerful now because he is he's fully embraced his Saiyan heritage and his ruthlessness and his lack of calm heart. Which, by the way, guys, we already did this shit once before. It was called Super Saiyan. Remember that? Remember Super Saiyan? Embraced the rage of his fucking ancestors and all that shit and became the, the legendary Super Saiyan. Remember that? Basically, That's I thought that now. was gonna be his like final form. Oh, the UI Omen. Yeah, I, I, when it first aired, I thought the same thing. I'm like, if this truly is like the form of gods or whatever, it go who's gonna be using this is sick because he looks like fucking Goku still. <laughs> I'm into that. Not like uh, you know, blonde haired Goku with hair down to his ass or fucking wearing a goddamn red sweater vest, Sun Goku, where he regoes his tail and he got big black hair down to his ass. Ass. Anyway, that was my angry video game nerd impersonation. Um, that's basically it for 85. Rayshon, I did a solo react uh, first impression episode, whatever you want to call it, last week for Dragon Ball Super Superhero. <laughs> Any impressions or thoughts that you wanted to share with the boys about uh, your first feeling of Dragon Ball Super Superhero? I thought the movie looked it pretty decent. It wasn't like over spectacular, but it wasn't as bad as I had imagined that I thought it was going to look. I thought the storyline was okay. It was pretty good. It seemed pretty decent. I like the fact that they got our um, boys off the um, earth and kind of gave a decent explanation to why they're not giving, coming back and to really help with the situation. I thought it was a pretty good movie. I don't. I didn't like the fact that we'll see. There's some stuff we got to do watching sub so we can get more understanding on because it's something like you don't really get to know why Gohan transform or the explanation of like the um, Piccolo new form and him turning like golden. So I, I just want more explanation on that stuff more than anything. I mean, the Piccolo stuff, they mostly explain in the movie that Gohan transformation, though. They're just like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't know. Anyway, roll credits. <laughs> I would uh, love for Goku to just be like, what? like if they would have been there, like, what the fuck is that? I'll, I'll probably, Whis would have probably been the only person to explain that. I imagine Goku would be thoroughly freaked out by Gohan's like, ah, oh, what happened to your eyes? Why's your hair doing that? But I feel like Goku might laugh if he saw Orange Juice Piccolo. (laughs) I feel like he would make a fucking joke about it or just be like, Piccolo, you look so stupid. I don't think he would say stupid. But he probably would make a joke about it. I think they'd definitely make a joke about like when he like super tall. Like when he was like super tall, I think they'd probably be like, okay, they probably would. I mean, on I I said it on the solo thing last week. Like one of my favorite moments of the superhero movie is the fact that Krillin shows up, and you're like, "What's Krillin gonna do?" Whatever, Krillin's in the background, and then you are revealed why Krillin's actually there, and it's only so that Krillin could go up to Piccolo and be like, "Hey, man, this guy's fucking huge, eh?" 
Remember that time you got huge at the Tenkaichi Budokai? I was there for that. I remember. Let me remind you, the person who actually did it, of that time that you became a giant. And uh, go get them, champ. I'll be over here on my cool cop hover bike or whatever. Peace. Yeah. It's the only reason Krillin's there. Because, I mean, before he didn't even really want to fight. Because where he was just trying to guard Boma when all this shit was going off. And then it was like, okay, now my wife's in danger. I got I to gotta do something. No, no. He was like, I'll go guard Boma and Pan. And I'll bring my wife in case shit gets rough. And she could protect me. <laughs> Boy knows what he's doing. Uh, we are looking forward to the dub release August 19th. Tickets go on sale July 22nd. I feel like I'm shilling for Funimation and Crunchyroll now, which is sad because they don't fucking pay me. They don't even know I exist. <sighs> what do you got going on in your fucking podcast world, Rayshon? You doing some shit on the R Gap Rayshon Gatson anime podcast? Well, on my, I got a few new episodes coming out. We're going to, I think on my podcast, we're going to be doing something on Heroes. Then we're going to be talking to John Stimmick whoa, 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 again. Whoa, 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 Heroes meaning what? Dragon Ball Heroes. Super Dragon Ball Heroes. You got to say it like that. Well, I mean, I, I've been watching it to know what the theme song and all that is. Boo! We're supposed to be recapping the first 20 episodes, so I'm going to give you guys my thoughts stop, and opinions. Stop, 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 stop. We, you and I have gone down this road before, Rayshon. Why are you going to do 20 episodes in one podcast episode? Why are you going to do that Because to it's heroes, because they're only like five or seven minutes, so I was going to break okay, them. Okay, so you're going to take 20 of those five-minute episodes, and that's going to be 100 minutes of content that you have to watch? And then podcast about. Are you on fucking drugs, bro? Break that down into four episodes, please. Do five each. I'll do one of them with you. What my plan, how I was thinking about doing is um, five episodes, like reviewing five episodes at a point at a time. Like these five from these five episodes will be liked and like that. Yeah. Just because you talk about all five at the same time doesn't mean that it's going to take you less time to talk about them than as you would one at a time. Oh, no, Dude, don't, me. whoever you're going to do that episode with and yourself, save you guys the headache. Yeah, break it down. Sure. Break it down. I think you should do five. Five, five each. One to five, six to 10, 11 to fucking 15, whatever the fuck it is. 16 to I'll 20. Because I need to stay within an hour because the person that edits my stuff likes to keep it within an hour. Oh, big time with his own editor these days, eh? Well, uh, if you say that, your editor looking little, for work. I, I hope so. I hope you can hook them up. I just say that because obviously the editor you're working with is an editor I'm working with, not for Super Dope. I edit Super Dope, but on other stuff, which is That's good. What he likes to tell you guys. You think I let anyone <laughs> else edit this goddamn show? I've literally had motherfuckers come to me and be like, "You should take an episode off," and me. And like two other listeners or like two of my friends will host it and give you the week off. I had a motherfucker pitch me on that once. Hmm. And I looked at him and I said, who's going to edit the podcast? You? He's like, no, I don't know how to edit. I'm like, oh, so I still have to edit. And I was hmm. like, dude, I understand that you think you're doing me a favor right now, but it would be infinitely more annoying for me to let you give me the week off 
Never mind. I still have to edit it afterwards. Get the fuck out of my face and my DMs, kid. Woof. I just think that's so weird. Like, how would they do that? Like, if they're not even connected, like, to the show. They've listened to every episode. They know all the stuff. They know Dragon Ball better than I do. I'm like, probably, dog. Probably. I got fucking other. I got a million other things to handle outside of knowing Dragon Ball. However, I have a strong basis of Dragon Ball because it's pretty much all I did between the ages of, like, seven and fucking 15 was just read Dragon Ball shit. So I I'm uniquely suited to do what I do. And just because you like my, like, I'm a flatter that you like my show. Please don't tell me that you like my show so much that you wish you could do an episode without me on it. I don't think that had the, the complimentary effects that you meant it to have. <laughs> and don't, and don't present it as a fucking favor, bro. You're doing <laughs> me literally zero favors. I know what it's like to work with motherfuckers who don't podcast for a goddamn year on Superdope, We would pull members of our patron and Patreon members. I love you guys, but it was like a fucking crapshoot every single month on how it would go. Some people, easy, walk in the fucking park, like they've been podcasting their whole lives. Other people, they were like, what is this, a phone call? It's like a phone call, right? I'm like, no. And now my episode is fucking shot. <laughs> this sucks. I'm just bitching now. I'm just bitching now. I just uh, think that's a, the funniest thing in the world. Like, how, like, just like your viewer tuning in to hear... Like, how would they even do the intro? You're so ingrained into the show that to, even if you edit it, you would still have to pitch your own theme intro into it. And right. it, it just seems stupid to me. Hi. Welcome to Dragon Ball Superdome. You're like, I'm without your, Kyle. And I'm your just, guest host. We'll call him Scott, because my best friend Scott, I can make fun of Scott. I'm your guest host, Scott. And uh, Dragon Ball was good. Did you like it, Ray, Sean? Like, the fuck oh, out of my face with that stupid shit. That's so, I, I, I could be like, maybe I could do it, but oh yeah, I, would, I if, think that would be stupid. If I had to take a week off, dude, and I needed to put out an episode for whatever fucking reason, like, and I was unable to do it, I would ask you to do it. But honestly, dude, and don't take this the wrong way, if I couldn't make an episode one week for whatever reason, I just wouldn't fucking put out an episode. <laughs> I mean, I do it all the time. Like, man. Like, it's, not, it's just not that big. But I just, I just think that's kind of funny. If somebody even told me that, I'd be like, I, why would you, would you call it, why would you even call an episode Rayshon Gasson for? Like, like just, right. just do whatever you want to do. It was just, it's, I, it always sticks out in my brain, dude. I'm like, that's thanks so for, funny. thanks for listening to the show. You, wait a minute, you want to host my show for me? And, Give me the week off. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I'll just be like, make a part two or something. No, you know what I told him was like, oh, it sounds like you just kind of want to make a podcast, which is cool. Go make a podcast. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Maybe it was a little direct. Maybe it was a little blunt, but whatever. I'm being such a sassy bitch right now. I got to go out for my fucking buddy's birthday. He's having a surprise party tonight. I'm going to go out and do that. I've never had a surprise party. Uh, I kind of had one once in the sixth grade. My mom had like five of my friends come over and surprise me, but I'm pretty sure somebody blew the surprise earlier in the day and I already knew. Damn. Yeah. At least when, you almost had it. Almost. When's your birthday? It's February the 26th. Are you going to come down here and surprise me? Oh, that would be might. crazy, Kyle. I'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
pop out from behind the curtains, just be like, what's up? You'd be like, who the fuck's this white kid in my house? Oh, yeah. You probably should let me know because I, I, I shoot first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask questions. <laughs> shoot first, ask questions later. Question is later. What the fuck are you doing here? But I'm, I'm shot. I'm dead. Yeah. Hopefully it's just in the legs. You never know. I might have an off aim that day. Hope so. Uh, shit, man. It's hot in here. All right. I'm going to do it for Dragon Ball. Super dope. I appreciate you guys listening. Rayshawn, thank you for recording this uh, with me on such short notice. Always mm-hmm. appreciate it. Where can people check out your stuff? You guys can check me up on all your podcasting platforms from your Spotify's, from your Apple's, from your Amazon Music. And also one more shout out because I am going to be having a conversation with the um, voice actor of Gohan. And also Kid Goku, which I'm way more excited for. But, you know, so I'll I'll ask you the same question I asked you earlier today. Which Gohan voice actor is it? It's Stephanie. I can't think of her last name. Nadolny. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because when you said I'm, I'm talking to the Gohan voice actor, my heart dropped for a second because I, too, have a Gohan voice actor on my radar right now. But it's not her. And that's oh, it's all, the other one? That's all I'll fucking say for now. That's your super dope tease of the week, bitch. Not that I give teases every week or tease very much of anything at all. Or is it even tease worthy? Who gives a shit? Do I give a shit even? Who knows? Tune in next time on Dragon Ball Super Dope to find out. Make sure you rate and subscribe to Super Dope wherever you get your podcast. I'm sorry. Were you done? I, I cut you off. No, I just this is the funny thing I wanted to say real quick. Sure. When they because they were telling me it was like we're uh, going to be interviewing the voice actor for um, Gohan, and it was like it's a female, and then I was like, "Are y'all talking about the Japanese artist?" Like, <laughs> and they were like, "What? No." I was about to be like, "Oh," because at first, like, we I was about to interview Mozawa. That would be fucking amazing. Like, oh, yeah, I was a little too hype. Then yeah. I, like, that's kind of far fetched. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be if you got the interview with Masako Nozawa, I wouldn't be busting your chops the way I have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Thank you for listening to Super Dope. Kind of a informal ish episode today. I think we've hit about an hour. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I got to go to a birthday party. Make sure you rate and subscribe. See you all next time. Super Dope! Dragon Super Dope, it's a podcast! Peace!